Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast from the Guernsey Press All About the Arts, a podcast we've decided to call the Guernsey Press Arts Podcast because we're happy to leave the creativity to the creatives. I'm Simon Delarue and each month here on the Guernsey Press Arts Podcast we'll be diving into the bailiwick's creative scene to bring you conversations with local artists and coverage of events big and small. We're also here to offer you an opportunity to shout from the rooftops about what's coming up in your sphere. We aim to cover the full gamut of Guernsey's arts output, so whether your passion lies on the stage or the page, behind the camera or the music stand, in visual arts or dance, we'll have something for you. And hopefully we'll follow the common threads that connect our bailiwick culture. That's all to come, but we wanted to kick off by taking stock of where the arts are locally. To do that, I sat down with Russ Fossey, Head of Arts Development for Guernsey Arts, the overarching body responsible for raising the profile of the arts in our community. Also, Louise Lapelle, an artist herself who has recently joined the team at Guernsey Arts as their Partnership Development Executive, and Tyler Edmonds, the founder and director of the School of Popular Music, whose business gives him a really interesting perspective on the role of the arts in our society, the perception of artistic opportunity as a career path, and the depth of musical talent and aptitude here in the islands. Among other things, we talked about a new 10-year plan in the works to guide the arts, why Guernsey is able to sustain such a prolific local scene, and how careers in the creative industries have taken off over the last decade or so. I began by asking Russ what Guernsey Arts actually is and what it aims to do. So Guernsey Arts is a charity. We receive some funding from the government to support us. Um, I probably would describe us best as an umbrella organisation. Um, we do lots of things ourselves. We try to fill the gaps. Um, but we're there generally to support the wider arts communities. What was the origin of Guernsey Arts? How, how, how did it come about in the first place? Uh, so it, it, it was formed uh, in 2009. Um, very much in the uh, same vein as the Sports Commission. Um, so so with some government's support, I think it was recognised by the government that we needed support for the arts in Guernsey, and that was probably done at, best done at arm's length with, with some government support. As the years have gone on, we've, we've moved away from the government more, but we, we still see that support from the government in terms of funding. But of course, we raise a lot of money for ourselves. Um, but the aim really is there is to highlight the value the arts have in the community and try and maximise their impact and give the community the widest support in achieving their aims. What was lacking beforehand then? What, what were the problems being faced by various sort of uh, elements of the arts in Guernsey that they needed such an umbrella organisation to? Actually, what is really interesting about Guernsey is the size of our community means we have an awful lot of grassroots organisations which do fantastic work. And I think we've always seen that. I think what um, the wider community uh, probably didn't recognise 10 years ago is the value of the arts within a community and all the areas it supports um, and when we think about that, I'm talking in terms of education and the value of uh, the arts and creativity in education, the value uh, of the arts into our health, 
the value of the arts and creativity within the economy. And if you start to think broadly about the arts that way, it impacts our life everywhere. And I think over the last 10 years, that's probably what's come to the surface, that the arts are really important within a community and they add value. And I think that's that's what we've seen happen over these last 10 years. And uh, Louise, as uh, the Partnership Development Executive at uh, Guernsey Arts, what, what is your role principally about? Um, well, my role is to, you know, support the Guernsey Arts team and raising awareness about the great opportunities that there are on Ireland and developing partnerships with people who would like to get involved on a financial awareness support level, really. So um, we already do a great job at fundraising and supporting ourselves, um, but we'd like to grow the scale of that. And how, how do you think that might be achieved? And what will it look like if you succeed? <laughs> if we succeed, I think we'll just be producing more of the, you know, the same quality that we already produce, but at a much larger scale. So there are so many interesting initiatives that have been put in place for the the Guernsey Arts Plan, which is looking to over the next sort of decade. Um, we're looking at things um, such as introducing public art initiatives. Um, one of those is the Market's Arch Project and just really broadening, broadening the scope there. Um, previously, we were we were um, working with Arts Foundation Guernsey um, and put on some fundraising events such as Opera Up Close and the premiere of the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Society. So we're actually working with that committee to see what kind of events that we can bring over um, that will create a buzz on Ireland, that will inspire our creatives on Ireland um, and actually generate revenue that we can put directly back into the arts community here. Imagine you must face quite a challenge um, at Guernsey Arts, um, not just creating these events. Uh, you've stressed the importance of events, um, but also making sure people are aware of them because there there is arguably already a bewildering array of things going on to, uh, to keep across. For and so to to get uh, certain events that you're involved with into the forefront of Islanders' minds and indeed beyond the islands must be quite a challenge. Yeah, I think it is. And uh, I guess one of the reasons um, or, or, or a background to that is you're right that promoting the arts and making sure all the events that are happening in the arts are well promoted um, is one of our aims through our, our, our digital strategy. And over the last 18 months, we've been developing a new website um, with um, a dedicated arts calendar within that website. Um, and it's it's been a challenge. People have tried tried to do this before um, but I think we've achieved it um, so I think our website now arts.gg is the site to go to find about what's happening within the arts and I'm talking of the broadest uh, terms of the arts um, and we also support that a lot through social media and and then also I think it's really important that um, we should stress that how supportive the media are uh, in the islands the, the, the Guernsey Press is fantastic the radio is fantastic at helping to promote these things but it is a challenge because you're absolutely right there's so much happening in Guernsey and um, in fact it was a surprise to me when we put the calendar together um, and you you know initially you're thinking we're picking up one or two things a day um, I was looking at the calendar in November and um, 
there were six exhibitions on at that point. And I remember four or five years ago talking to Adam Stevens, um, who runs a Gatehouse Gallery. And you were lucky to, to have one or one exhibition on at, at a time. And I think there, there were openings Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday for exhibitions on that one one night. And I, I think that's really highlighted how the art service raised their game over the um, last 10 years. And also the appetite from local artists to be engaged with these sorts of things the more that goes on that calendar the more vibrancy is seen um, um, you know through that calendar and I think that's important for us locally that we can see what's happening but if you've got visitors coming to the island and you dip into this calendar um, you know one of the things it highlighted to me if you come to Guernsey in November you will be able to fill your day with exhibitions and then it doesn't matter what night of the week there's going to be something on and that might be theatre um, or it might be a folk night or it might be poetry um, but there's actually something every day to do within the arts to, 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 to fill your time and entertain you. Well, one of the uh, organisations helping to fill that busy uh, island Canada is uh, the School of Popular Music, and Tyler Edmonds is uh, here as founder and director. So, Tyler, um, can you tell us about uh, your school, how it came about, and what it's grown into? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I founded the school in 2014. So, we, I actually started just teaching guitar from my um, my parents' lounge. That's how the whole thing began. Um, and I I had a vision for for something that was bigger. Um, I, I think from when I was at school and when I was getting involved in music, I think there was always a, a missing element, which was the social side of music. Um, and that's sort of where it, where it all came from. And we, we, yeah, we began uh, using a church hall and we've now sort of built up to, um, well, we're, we're based in Guernsey and Jersey now, um, and we've got over a thousand students um, in both islands. So um, it's, <laughs> I don't think I ever thought it would be that big. I never thought it could be that big. And, and presumably it's been able to grow at that rate, well, obviously because of your expertise uh, and, and your hard work, but um, also there must have been an untapped need there uh, for, it, for it to take on so quickly, one would think. Yeah, I think so. I think what we actually find is there's, there's quite a lot that we, we get a lot of students coming through that they're just inspired to do it. So, that, so in the past, they may never have tried it. But now they're seeing everyone else doing it and they're seeing what can be achieved from music that they're more inclined to do so. Um, because if you think about the, the population of the island and the amount of students that, well, I mean, that come to us and are part of the music service, it's, it's huge, I think. I think it must. We really sort of punch above our weight in that way. Yeah. So what sort of relationship do you have with the Guernsey Music Service? Because we presumably uh, some of the students who come to you will already have had some experience um, from probably from uh, primary mm. school, um, just getting a gr grasp of certain sort of instrumentation and reading of music and that sort of thing. Yeah, we, we don't really have too much of um, a relationship with the music service. We've worked with them before. In fact, the Arts Commission and the music service and us work together um, for, a, for a short period of time. Um, so um, we're, we're always trying to to work with other people um, and when we when we do so it's always been really really successful as well mm. and um, in terms of your uh, calendar what um, do you do you have a certain sort of time when you'll take students on or are people welcome to come to you at any time and do you have sort of um, a big annual um, festival or, or event of your own you've got a battle well, of the bands haven't you yeah um, we host quite a lot of events throughout the year now um, so we have the 
um, under 18 Battle of the Bands, corporate Battle of the Bands. We have a Music for Everyone show, which we only introduced last year. Um, and that was really great. Essentially, we've got like a tutor band together and one student comes up at a time and their name goes up in lights and they play. So it could be someone coming to play lead guitar. It could be someone to come play the drums. But the tutor band constantly stays there with them and we just we run a sort of 20 song couple of hour set with them um, and they had little interviews afterwards and that was great because they got to come up and play their part with you know with the tutors which I think um, the standard was really really high um, and I think Absolutely. so yeah, yeah and I'll be honest it's you know because uh, we put on a lot of events so let's say uh, Christmas we put on the minis showcase uh, event and it's only 10 minutes and they, and they do a you know it's obviously quite a basic level so I think very much from and that's at the Vale Church Hall from that to to, to Bose Your Theatre we try and sort of host events that accommodate everybody and that's from four-year-olds to to all ages Mm. So in, in your journey so far, what it's been, uh, it'll be nine years this year. Mm. Um, what sort of support have you uh, had f- um, in terms of any kind of uh, public funding or a, a sort of umbrella bodies? And uh, how much have you sort of had to go out and do it yourself? The, the vast majority is us doing it ourselves. I mean, obviously, we run it, the School of Pop Music is a business, it's a private entity. So that goes without saying, mm. I guess, really. Um, However, we have worked with the Arts Commission and we did receive funding to uh, operate, uh, be the band in the secondary schools. Um, where So we basically just went in as tutors and mentored groups in every school. Um, and then they uh, played the Performing Arts Centre for one of our showcase nights as well, um, which, was, which was really, really great. Um, and... Even though that didn't last, obviously there was a, it was there was a time frame to that because of the the funding, and that's when we worked with the music service as well. Um, on that, it th- that this is still occurring, and obviously now, um, if you look at uh, the battle of the bands that we run, the first battle of the bands, the amount that's going on now, it's it's huge, and I think that all of these things have impacted that, um, and that's really that's the aim of the game, I think. Mm. And yeah. from from a Guernsey Arts perspective. Um, it, it, how encouraging is it to see the uh, ability of private entities such as the School of Popular Music being able to find the the um, the interest out there to, to to generate their own sort of uh, snowball effect into into the arts? Well, one of the things I've found really interesting over this last ten years is um, how the uh, music schools and dance schools um, yeah. and theatre groups sure. have. Um, professionalised themselves and um, created businesses. Um, so, you know, when we talk about the arts um, supporting the economy, I mean, this is the creative economy we're talking about in Guernsey. And these are young people that have uh, decided they want to make a career in music. If you look at Tyler or, or Wayne from Thirst, and, you know, both in the same position, started as one of, you know, one-man bands effectively yeah. and developed their, their businesses Um Amazingly, and you know, when, when I hear Tyler say he's got a thousand students across the two islands, I mean, that's incredible. That's an incredible figure. Mm. So um, that's really encouraging, and you know, and we see it. We see it through, you know, the the, the, the bands and the young bands we do. We do Art Sunday, and we see some of the young bands coming through, and it's 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 wonderful to see young people playing and enjoying um, playing instruments or singing. Um, 
and the confidence it gives them. And I think, you know, that's another aspect of of the arts and young people engaging in, at that age, in, in the arts. And, you know, we're talking about music at the moment. And quite often, you know, when young students will get, look to pick up an instrument or sing um they're also trying to find their identity and um you know we're not all academic uh, and sometimes our skills lie in the in the creative area and it's not always picked up through the education directly so to see um young people blossom and, and flourish through um a passion of music or dance or theater um I love, it. I love that. It's just, it, you know, it warms my heart. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we seem to be in a good place. Um, and yet uh, it's worth mentioning that we, we ran this uh, last week, I think, that um, education, sport and culture have an oversight sort of, you know, from a public point of view. And they've drawn up or they are in the process of drawing up a 10-year plan, we're told, or they, have, they haven't really given us any detail about it at the moment. Presumably, at Guernsey Arts, you will have been consulted over this. Um, what, have, what have you heard or what feedback have you been able to give about that whole process? Well, to be honest, that plan is, is our plan, and right. it, it's, about to be, um, it's about to be published, and we'd love to come back and talk to you on that, and we should be able to do that in the next two or three weeks. You're not uh, going to give me a few inside lines now? And say, um, <laughs> well, I, I guess what we're, we're identifying with, within that plan is... Are there, there are lots of areas that um, we want to still keep raising the game in. One is the digital aspect and promoting the arts through digital, and that's through social media, that's through video, that's through film. Um, another area would be public arts um, and the benefits of, of more art in public places, whether we're seeing that as a, you know, a traditional statue or as a mural or as performance within public areas. Um, arts facilities, you know, focusing on arts facilities, how important they are, have we got the right things, other people that run them at the moment, um, developing in, them in the right way. And we, we're seeing some great progress there. I think the um, Princess Royal uh, Performing Arts Centre have just released their strategy recently for their space. Um, so there's lots of different, there's, there's 10 sections to the, to the, the uh, strategy. So we'll be very keen to come and talk to you on that. Um, the, the, the festival area, I think, is, an, is another area that, you know, we've got a, a really successful festival scene across the islands. Um, but they're all run vo by volunteers and they do need, they do need support. Um, and we've, Guernsey Arts has supported them through government money over the last 10 years. But we're keen to, to see how we can continue to support them to be the best they can be. Um, the value of cultural visitors to Guernsey through cultural activity, I think, is something that needs to be further explored and maximised. You know, our cultural history, whether it's Renoir, and you've got Art for Guernsey with the Renoir exhibition next year, or the Victor Hugo Centre. Um, there are lots of... We've got lots of assets, I think, in Guernsey that we can still... that we haven't maximised those assets. So I think it will be highlighting... Um, all these areas and then effectively starting to go to work on them. Um, and so for the organisers of these festivals or, or indeed uh, particular events, if they're 
if if they're struggling um not for opportunity or for artists to come to them but just for for example um the admin of having to run a festival because it involves an enormous amount of work or finding the sponsorship for example is that something that you you have staff that are able to help with or are there kind of volunteers who are able to be tapped into well i mean it's i think you've highlighted that in the festival in the, on the festival area that um the, the administration for festivals is 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 very heavy and it's done by volunteers and what i should say is it's done on a volunteer basis but with very professional people across all the festivals but it is a strain for them and, and it is something that's been highlighted um we haven't got the resource to support them with administration at, at currently but that's you know that's something that as we talk to the festivals more that you know it could be you know that's that is an area that most most of the festivals would like some support with we support festivals through funding um, we support them uh, via education sport and culture funding but also through um, some money that comes through comes through from economic deve development for um, uh, event event funding um, so we're happy to support them there we know all the festivals really well so we know when they need some support, we know where we can pull back a bit. Um, we're very uh, much able to support them with um, promotion through our website and through our social media. And quite often a festival, literary festival, for instance, might ask us to to promote a, a particular event across, you know, one of the one of the talkers through the event. So we've got good relationships with with all the festivals. But I think you're absolutely right. It's digging in a bit deeper with them trying to find out the common uh, challenges that festivals as a for instance struggle with and see if we can come up with a, a um a support package that supports the festivals widely and, and can i ask you all do you generally think that the um the, the, those pulling the strings on the island recognize sufficiently the importance of the arts on the island or the uh, the opportunities that it presents um it's a really good question. I, th I, th I think so. Uh, I hope so. Um, I think for from my perspective, we've always just gone out and and done everything uh, ourselves, and, and but and, and also pushed for things. I mean, so now we're offering a level three music course, so it's equivalent to an A level, um, which we've got really, really, uh, really, really popular. And I was pushing for that for years because when I was young, I, there was no music pathway for me. Uh, I, I I studied media. Um, and so I feel like I feel like everyone's pushing in the right direction um, and that makes strength and I think that makes people appreciate it more um, I think probably on Guernsey more so than than abroad and in the UK I think it's I think it's probably uh, recognized more here um, in terms of education um, but I think there can always be can always be more um, you know to more appreciation for it Mm. And Louise, I understand that um, as well as now being in arts administration or with Guernsey Arts, um, you've also had a relatively recently a, a new journey into your own artistic expression because it was relatively recently that you began your uh, pub's uh, depictions. Can you tell us all about that? <laughs> yes, I can. Um, so, yes, I do do a lot of illustration um, of pubs and restaurants um, but that's something that has come about due to the amount of artistic opportunities that are available at the moment publicly. I originally 
studied languages and then marketing. And once I'd finished my marketing qualifications, I was looking around for arts opportunities because as a teenager, I was very big into musical theatre, um, big into arts. And um, I actually reached out to an old art teacher from when I was about 14 and said, what, what is there for me to do? Um, and he steered me into the direction of life drawing. And through that, I found Sketch Club. I started going to Guernsey Arts events. And that's how I got to know a lot about Guernsey Arts as well, because I was always welcome to those events, um, even though I didn't have a, you know, a professional arts qualification. Well, I did have a Bachelor of Arts, but I didn't have a professional art college qualification. And it's through all of those opportunities that I've been able to see how diverse and creative the island is and to find opportunities for myself as well. And I think with the role that I'm doing now, I know how fulfilling it is to um, get up there and, you know, make a, a business for yourself. And I really want to make sure that other people have that opportunity, you know, that they've got opportunities to promote and be supported and inspired. I've got skills in, in marketing communications and um, it's sort of a lifestyle choice really to want to join the Guernsey Arts team and you know make it happen for the island. I, I have the impression that it's an avenue in life that is more that feels more open for young people now than perhaps uh, for people of mine and Ross's generation uh, <coughs> it, it might have done back then it, it arts would have been all all arts all forms of it would have been seen as something you do as a hobby alongside your work and yet there have always been professional artists it's, it, do you think there's just a more open pathway now we're here to change that perception um, and Guernsey Arts is here for anyone from any background, any age, level, skill set. Um, you can pick up a brush at 15, 30, 65, um, <laughs> 90. You know, there's no barrier to it. And it's the same with musical instruments. I don't know um, if you've had anyone who's come to you sort of like I want to learn how to play something. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I think I think it's important to recognise that it's still a very difficult avenue if you want to. That's a career path. It's different. Maybe not so much actually for music now, but that's because we've created the. There's there's, there's two very good music schools. We've got 17 staff here, um, and more in Jersey. Um, Thirst Music School. I don't know how many they have. They have a, quite a few. Yeah. So now, when people come back from university, or they, if they want a job as uh, a guitar teacher, they'll probably be one. Um, I asked everybody for a job when I came back, and no one would give me one. <laughs> but at the time, it wasn't. You know, I remember talking to Mark Gieu and saying, "Can I have a job?" And he was like, "Well, no. <laughs> I teach my students. So what, what am I going to do with you?" Yeah. Um, it wasn't known then. That there wasn't. It was a very different time um but I, I wonder if if it's reflected i mean that's music i don't think it's so easy to make a living in other arts in, in guernsey i think it's still tough particularly um you know in the wider arts i think you know certainly i think over the last few years we've we've, we've understood that the creative industries play a massive part within our role i mean we're talking to you guys you know you work in the creative in the creative industries and i think that started to spur um that that widening into um people's own um 
focus and you know i think tyler's a brilliant example of this that you know and you know listening to him saying i came back i asked people for a job nobody would give me one so what did i do <laughs> i created i created my own role yeah um and then to hear that you know um not only is tyler fulfilling his his you know his dream as, as working in uh, as a musician and, and within a music school that he's he's now employing 17 people that's pretty impressive. And and as you just said, you're not the only school. There's there's another right. school doing something very similar. Um, so if you take those 10 years, I mean, there's 30 opportunities at least that didn't exist 10 years ago, mm. uh, just within these areas. And, yeah. you know, we're starting to see the, the same, I guess, through theatre um, and through dance. You're seeing that happening as well. So there are more roles. There are more roles happening. It's tough, but I think it is tough anywhere to be successful um and you know louise you know if you in, in fact we were just talking the other day that um well you know within in guernsey arts louise has just described her route into guernsey arts but we've got um jared who's working for us now now jared came through um the um guernsey institute the, the college of further education um and it, it's fantastic to see that somebody was at the College of Further Education studying art and has come through and he's got a job with us now and he does all our digital stuff and he does our promotion. Um, so there are there are opportun there are opportunities arising um, far more than there were. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. In our day, there was there was no money to be made <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, and I, and I think the other thing is people recognise now that actually it's valid to have a job in the arts where before you know if you yeah. go back to, to certainly to my days you know it was get a proper job <laughs> and you know that's changed now it's absolutely valid um, yeah people have stopped asking me that now but they it, 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 it was probably only a few years ago they stopped wow yeah yeah what what do you what's your real job so yeah, <laughs> yeah. honestly yeah this is what i do so yeah. yeah it's it's things have changed and i can tell that because yeah it's it's respected now, I think. Whereas maybe when I started out, I think everyone thought, really, it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, so. There was um, a, a drummer, Steve White, who used to be a drummer with... Um, uh, Paul Weller, wasn't it? Paul Weller. Yeah. Um, came over and did a masterclass a, a few years ago. And part of that masterclass was giving um, a 10 or 15 minute talk to parents that are in the audience that it was absolutely valid that young people took followed their passions and had a career in the creative industries and he just did a um, a brilliant session on this and and talked about you know the value of the creative industries to the uk um and how how um you know it's the world we live in and you, you know your young child can earn a living in the creative industries yes it's going to be tough like it is everywhere but um that for me was a, a real validation from 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 somebody mm. um highlighting that um the arts are absolutely a place that you can earn your 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 living and actually in a really valuable way for the community i think it's really um inspirational as well to see some of the young professionals that have been coming to Guernsey Arts to ask for endorsement and support in some of their projects. Um, so people such as um, Penny Dawes, who's done the Once Upon a Folklore Trail, um, and 
Cameron Ashplant, who's just received um, a deal with Apple TV to distribute Marooned Awakening in the US. Um, these are all people that came to Guernsey Arts to ask for not only um, a bit of financial f- sort of funding support, but insight as to, I've got this idea, how can I do it? Um, which I think Ross can expand a bit more on. Yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. We're, we're coming back to our, our funding support here. And um, over the last 18 months, uh, interestingly, because probably through lockdown, we've seen students return to the island where perhaps they wouldn't normally have returned to the island. And um, they've created some fantastic projects um, and they've come to us for some support. And, you know, we we talked about Cameron Ash Plant with Marinda Awakening, which has got got this fantastic opportunity with this this Apple deal now in the UK with Marinda Awakening. But Alex Bates with his film projects occupied um, and there's there's a, a, another two films that Alex has um, uh, produced which is the, the third one's about to come out which have all been supported by Guernsey Arts um, we just talked about Penny and Penny came along to us with the idea of an exhibition she's an artist and we said well there's a book here um, and actually I think there's a trail here and these young people um, have um, just got behind it 110%. And they've produced some fantastic pieces for us. If you think about what Alex has done with the Occupied film and, you know, just uh, capturing that period, you know, of um, those war years um, for Guernsey and bringing it to a, to a new audience, that's really important. And, you know, Occupied, we'll be showing Occupied in 58 hundred years time and it will be part of our you know um our, our cultural heritage um and it, it, it's so inspiring to see these these young people come through and deliver because when they come to us and they talk to us about a project and you know if you take making a film that's a bit of a project yeah. <laughs> and they cameron and and alex have delivered tremendously and as well as that um We've all seen the end of films, haven't we? And you see the credits at the end and how many people are involved in films. The same thing is with, with the films that have been promoted here. So the the opportunity that these people have given to um, a number of other young people who want to be involved in, in creativity, um, it's amazing that these people have been given this opportunity on Ireland to do that. Um, and our role there is to give them a little bit of financial support um, some you know knowledge here or there that you go and talk to this person about this or or that group or organization about that but the passion comes from them and they've delivered amazingly um and i think again it highlights the professionalism of the young people coming to see us and and wanting to earn their livings in 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 a creative environment yeah we were involved with the audio of those films as well so it it shows you how 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 many people are involved absolutely yeah yeah, I think to uh, to have a filmmaker making a film about the occupation is one thing, but uh, if you told me a few years ago we'd have a, a movie, Born of Water, which is Alex Bates' new one coming out about the attack of Owen of Wales, uh, then I would have been rather surprised. But um, there it is, you know, and it's going to be feature length, I, I believe. Yeah, so, absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, and the film and theatre generally has absolutely exploded, hasn't it, in the last few years? I mean, I, I'm speaking as somebody who, who seeks out acting roles from time to time uh, on an amateur basis, um, and 
uh, I thought when I came back to Guernsey in 2020 that I had a couple of options for theatre, but it turns out there are theatre companies open, <laughs> opening up, and they were just left, right and centre, yeah. and, and al- along with the film opportunities as well. That That's an area of, of arts on the island that has just uh, grown enormously in the last few years. Theatre's just... just it's just blossomed, isn't it? And, and it's and um, and I think also with theatre, it's widened out as well. And some of the subject matters being picked up with some of the um, some of the plays that that have been put forward, they're a lot wider than they might have been in, in the past. Um, and I think we're seeing all age groups involved. Again, the quality is brilliant, um, and we seem to be moving outside traditional theatre spaces for. For, for, for plays as well, whether it's you know a tent on Sunray Park or it's or it's the underground hospital, um, absolutely. I mean, I mean theatre's really blossomed. I, I think this this week um, um, the the, the uh, Frozen Frozen Junior Fro- Frozen Junior's on. That's that's another one which we we're, we're, we're supporting. So giving opportunities to young people to you know um, participate in that is just amazing, and. What I would also say is the quality... You used the word amateur before, and, yeah, amateur, not paid. Um, But amateur, for the love of... um, And I think that's really important to remember, that, that, you know, people engage in the arts as a profession, um, but also um, they do it for the love of it. And that's really important for our for our health and our well-being and enjoyment. And it doesn't mean that um, just because people are doing it on an amateur uh, basis that there isn't the high quality there, Um, particularly an island like this where there's not always a professional opportunity, but it does give people with fantastic um, skills um, to to perform. And you're absolutely right, whether that's theatre, dance, um, performance arts, music, I think the size of our community is is, is 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 something we've we've you don't think about it locally, but we've been we've been talking to Jersey recently, and you know Jersey have got a big part of money for the arts at the moment. Um, but when we've been talking to them, they see something in Guernsey that they haven't got, um, and we've been trying to analyse that, and we believe it's because the the sixty thousand we've got here is sort of a the size of a community, which sometimes makes it hard to import um, big professional productions because, you know, our numbers just don't make it viable. But what it means is we create our own. Um, so we, we were just talking about our theatre and how successful that was. We were talking to them about, and they were talking about us about how our... Um, our popular music area is really uh, vibrant over here and actually really strong with songwriters. Um, our orchestras, our, our, our choirs, our theatre groups, um, you know, and we're, we're blessed. Guernsey's blessed with these things. Uh, and we've got so many people that work within the community that, that make these things uh, work and, and they keep them ticking over and they do all the admin and all the stuff that keeps them working. But... You know, when you think about Gaddock and you think, you know, I think Gaddock, Gaddock's been going for, what, 60, 70 years at least. Um, got Sonia Arts and Crafts Group that have been going for 95 years. You know, that's pretty incredible. Um, and I think 
part of that is that we've just got this sort of no, magic number of around 60,000, which means, um, yeah, it's difficult to import and make uh, professional things work here. Um, and we don't always see the big bands or the big theatre stuff, but we, we really do uh, perform, you know, at a high level um, from our community. And that, that makes me actually really proud um, about what, what Guernsey achieves here. That was Russ Fossey, the Head of Arts Development at Guernsey Arts, and you also heard the charity's Partnership Development Executive, Louise Lapelle, and the Founder and Director of the School of Popular Music, Tyler Edmonds. We'll be speaking about that new arts plan in more details in the coming weeks, so listen out for future Guernsey Press Arts podcasts each month from now on, and we'll bring you more conversations from across the island's arts scene. And if you have an exciting arts project or event that you think we should be talking about, then you can email me at sdelarue at guernseypress.com and let me know all about it. And of course, you can also stay up to date with everything that's going on in the pages of the Guernsey Press six days a week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.